everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing great. Good. I can promise you definitely not 15 minutes of Disneyland stories today. Thank goodness. I didn't mean to be cranky about it yesterday, but uh, I don't get as excited about Disneyland. No. No. You know what I do get excited about? What's that? Peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter is just, it's one of my favorites. And uh, I didn't even know, this is very upsetting, that um, on the 24th, Wednesday the 24th, was National Peanut Butter Day. Who knew? Not me, obviously. You know who knew? Who? The Disney Parks blog. They did. And to celebrate National Peanut Butter Day, they give you a restaurant for a restaurant, a recipe for making cookies with peanut butter as well as M and M's. Yeah, I don't know if it's a peanut. It's, some it's sort a peanut of a butter cookie. cookie. Is it uh, a peanut butter? There's no peanut butter in the cookie. It is a oh, there is peanut, peanut butter, butter cookie, cookie with peanut butter oh. frosting, mm-hmm. and then the topping. I like how they list it as a topping. You know what the topping recipe is? M&M's. Three quarters of a cup of M&M's minis. <laughs> that is the topping. Yeah, you're right. It's a peanut butter cookie with peanut butter frosting and M&M's on top. How can there, you go wrong? There is so much peanut buttery goodness in there. Uh, and this re- uh, recipe comes from you from the main to... Uh, this recipe comes to you from the Main Street Confectionery. My lips are not working today. No, it's not something they offer there, right? It's just they're just giving the Correct. recipe? They're giving the recipe. Okay. Um, there are some new outfits for Mickey and Minnie. They are uh, Bahamian inspi- inspired, and they're so cute. That's right. And they are their new lookout key costumes. Okay. So Disney Cruise Line's newest island destination, Disney's lookout key at Lighthouse Point, which is on the island of Eleuthera. Well, they have debuted Mickey and Minnie's new costumes that they will be wearing there. They have a distinctive Bahamian flair, and they are inspired by the bright, colorful spirit of Junkanoo, the country's signature festival. Uh, So that is pretty cool. It was designed by a Bahamian artist named Theodore Elliott. Uh, And he is, uh, you know, sharing his homeland with other people. And uh, Mickey and Minnie will be wearing these costumes in June. He did a fabulous job. They're really, really, really really cute. Love it. It's going to be maybe that's going to be one of the best parts of going to Lookout Key. Right. That's all the news in the Disney Parks blog. And while I promised you no news about Disneyland, there are two California Adventure stories in there today. All right. Um, they have something special for Magic Key Holders. It is a um, a photo op. It's on the patio under the Silly Symphony Swings. That's right. And this is over in Disney's California Adventure. And it is a photo opportunity to celebrate the 2024 Lunar New Year celebration. Um, it is a photo backdrop featuring Mulan from, I'm sorry, featuring Mushu from Mulan. Uh, and it's a bunch of uh, lanterns, Chinese lanterns yeah. uh, as a backdrop. And then there is a, a 2D representation of Mushu. So that is available to Magic Key holders. Uh, Magic Key holders are, of course, the California uh, version of the annual pass. And uh, you will need to show your... Uh, your magic key card or proof of membership. Do they have someone like manning the area, like only letting certain people in? I believe they do. Uh, There are, and magic key holders will also receive a special Lunar New Year button. I mean, maybe the button's cool, but I gotta say, uh, I'm not too impressed with the backdrop, and I'm not really sure why anyone is guarding it, because I think if it was not guarded, still no one would go take pictures there. Even if I told you that it was designed by Anne Shen, who previously designed an Aristocats merchandise collection for Disney Parks? Yeah, even okay. that. Yeah, I don't know who Anne Shen is either. <laughs> the Hurry Home Lunar New Year pre-show has returned to World of Color 1 at California Adventure. Or, as Cheryl likes to say, the Prashow. <laughs> What's that? 
the pre-show. You, you read, I was like, yeah, I was like, what does that say? Prashal? She's like, what is a Prashal? Um, so Hurry Home is a, a pre-show for World of Color 1 at Disney's California Adventure. The show begins at 9 p.m. each night. It is six minutes long, and it follows a lost lantern who encounters Mulan and Mushu. Uh, the entire story is that that lantern is trying to hurry home. So we follow this red lantern with a long tassel. Uh, the score for the short is composed by Academy Award winner Tan Dun, and it incorpor- also incorporates the lagoon's fountains, water screens, projections, and fireworks. So it's actually, it's not just a pre-show. It's a little show before the big show. Okay. Nice. I think a pre-show would be something that was just, you know, here's a little animation right. on a water screen. Right. No, it's a full six-minute thing. Huh? This is a full six-minute firework water nice. screen projection show. Sweet. A new Disney World Park Icons popcorn bucket featuring iconic attractions and characters is now available. And there's something extra special about it. That's right. This is the first item that features Tiana's Bayou Adventure. As we know, the attraction is due later this year. And it features uh, both Moana uh, and the aliens from Alien Swirling Saucers and... Mickey. Mickey and Simba. And the aforementioned Tiana. Right. So it's really the first piece of merchandise that she's been on mm-hmm. in her Bayou Adventures guys. You know, it, it's incorporating that now as a part of Disney Parks. Right. So that is why she is in there. The refillable popcorn bucket is, of course, $13, as all of the refillable buckets have been lately. Well, standard buckets. Right. It's a standard round bucket with right. a lid. It's not fancy. It's not like you're jamming everything in into Tiana or right. Louis the Alligator or right. something. Um <laughs> What's the nice thing about the refillable popcorn buckets? It's only $2 for a refill? I believe it's two and a quarter for a refill. So uh, the best part is the refill. Yes. Um, And Mm -hmm. if that's not enough, Tiana's Bayou Adventure pin has debuted in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. The pin will set you back $17.99. It's enamel. And it features Tiana's crown atop a magenta pillow with golden tassels. Really pretty. And uh, unlike most pins, which just have kind of a, a squarish back to them, mm-hmm. uh, this has more of a postcard size back with a little bit of uh, concept art from uh, Princess mm-hmm. and the Frog. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very cool. Uh, it also the art illustration also features the tiara, Tiana's palace, her necklace, and a larger piece showing Tiana as a toddler. And it was done by Brittany Smith, who is a senior production designer. And it's part of uh, celebrating Black History Month at Walt Disney World. Yeah, it's really pretty. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but because we're annual pass holders now, there's all sorts of annual pass holder items. Okay. And I believe there's a monthly annual pass holders pin that's exclusive to annual pass holders. Okay. So I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it at the pin traders in Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. So... I saw that the pin that was the one with the people mover that has the doors that open on mm. it uh, was available initially over in Epcot. So when I went to Epcot, uh, the one morning I was alone, I went over to the, the pin trading spot mm-hmm. uh, and I asked, I, I looked around and they have this little case with exclusive pins and I didn't see it there. And then I asked someone at the desk, I said, do you have the annual pass holder pin? And they said, do you have your annual pass? <laughs> and I was able to give them my annual pass and they brought out the annual pass holder pin. And it was kind of cool. Very exciting. And it's not like I'm getting into annual pass holder pins now, but right. I just wanted to do it. Right. And I feel like I'm a member of a secret club now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, the floating candelabra at the Haunted Mansion has been removed. We're told temporarily, so no one should panic. Um, but it's the one that's in the endless hallway scene there. 
That's right. That area just had the addition of the Hatbox Ghost uh, in November, and people were worried because the original artist rendering did not have the floating candelabra in that scene. And then now they took it out. And now they took it out. But at least for two, two and a half months, the Hatbox Ghost and the candelabra were there together. As Cheryl mentioned, the candelabra is expected to return. It is probably just undergoing some type of refurbishment. It needs to be polished. Maybe. The silver has tarnished. Have some more melted wax added to it. Right. Crews are working on the pavement around Communicore Hall and Plaza. Um, We think it's to put in some more of the light-up pavement. Yeah, you know what's a great vantage point when you want to see that construction? What? The Epcot monorail, because Mm. the monorail makes that big loop when it comes from the Ticket Transportation Center. It goes around Spaceship Earth, and it goes through the World Celebration section. And you can see over those eight or nine foot tall construction walls. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So as Cheryl mentioned, it looks like they're putting in more light-up pavement around Communicore Hall. You may remember when Doesn't it not the work? first section of the pavement debuted uh, last month, there were already sections that were unlighted. Um, so I, I hope they've fixed it. Um, Communicore Hall, of course, is part of the years-long reimagining component of Epcot. Uh, Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza will be at the edge of the gardens uh, that opened in December. That is where the Dreamer's Point statue is. We saw the Dreamer's Point statue while we were there this past week. And um, it it should be nice. I'm I'm ready for this to open. It's only been about four years. I just since they want started the it. like the the main push or just really all the big things. I mean, there's always little refurbishments. There's always somebody replacing a little right. bit of sidewalk or you know a, a restroom closed for a little while. But I just want the main construction in Epcot to finally be done. Right. Because once you you know I want that construction wall gone. Yeah. That construction walls, you know, if you laid that out straight, it's probably about three quarters of a mile long. All I know is I've been walking around construction walls in Epcot for like what six three years. Or four years. I yeah, feel like it's at been least. forever. So here's something worthy of celebrating. Yes. S'mores. Yes, s'mores. Very interesting. I don't think they've done this before in one of the parks, uh, but Animal Kingdom has debuted a series of s'mores snacks. Uh, no long, uh, no word on how long they're going to be available. Um, they have a s'mores churro for seven twenty nine that is available over at uh, Tamu Tamu, and that is a s'mores churro. It's rolled in chocolate dust, sugar and salt, topped with dollops of whipped cream, covered in graham cracker dust and semi sweet chocolate chips. They also give you a dollop of whipped cream on the side as well as marshmallow dipping sauce. Uh, so that that does sound pretty good. It does. There is a s'mores dessert pizza available, um, and it is just a, a typical pizza dough with um, s'mores components on top, chocolate graham cracker, and toasted marshmallow. Where is that available? That is available over at uh, Terra Treats. Our next option for s'mores is the Smorosaurus Shake, which is over at Restaurantosaurus. That is $8.49. And that is a vanilla milkshake with chocolate and caramel drizzle topped with a chocolate-dipped s'mores. Uh, decorated with a dinosaur, toasted marshmallow, and graham cracker crumbs. The rim has chocolate sauce and graham cracker dust. Yummy. That does sound delicious. And then last but not least, the S'mores Hot Cocoa for $3.99. That is available at at Isle of Java, and it is Joffrey's Hot Chocolate with whipped cream and a graham cracker dusting on top. That's probably the least exciting of them all. It's hot chocolate with graham cracker dust. Yeah, I can make that at home. It's just regular hot chocolate. Right. There are three new adorable little cotton top tamarinds that were born. That's right. Cotton top tamarinds are monkeys. And you know what's so fun about them? What? 
They're triplets. Aww. Yeah, they were announced, uh, their birth was announced by Dr. Mark Penning, who is the vice president of Disney's Animals Science and Environment via his Instagram page. Uh, they've spent the last several days bonding with parents and siblings. Um, both the mom and dad share infant care res- responsibilities, and uh, they'll carry the young on their back until they're about 14 weeks old. You can visit the babies and see the rest of the Cotton Top Tamarins on Discovery Island at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Awesome. You know, they usually like to give the animals um, uh, different kinds of names, but I think if they're triplets, it's a great opportunity for Yui, Dewey, and Louie. I guess. You think it hasn't been done, though? I've, well, triplets. How rare are triplets? In the animal world? Yeah. Pretty pretty oh. common. Oh, you, you've checked this? You've researched this? I mean, dogs have triplets all the time, I'm sure. Well, they're not identical triplets. They're... They, How do you know these are identical? Litters. Dogs have litters that are like 17 puppies. Sometimes, and sometimes they have three. Well, I think it's unique. They're triplets. Okay. Let's move on to this next story that I'm, even though it's about um, a fashion collection, I'm going to have you do because I don't know some of these words. That's right. It's <laughs> it's actually entertainment related. Okay. Uh, because Ashley Eckstein, who you may know as the voice of Ahsoka Tano from the Star Wars cartoons, uh, she's also a designer. Um, and she is bringing a new Ahsoka-inspired fashion collection. Um, it is inspired by the uh, Ahsoka line, I Am No Jedi quote. So she will be coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort this coming weekend. Apparently, sh- her trip is going to be bi-coastal. Um, the apparel will be available in both parks and on Shop Disney on time for Ahsoka Tano Day, which is January 29th. She gets her own day? That, uh, apparently, she does. That is the day the character was first introduced to Star Wars fans. The line includes sweatshirts, t-shirts, button-ups, ball caps, among other things. And it features art from Brett Ewan, who is the voice of Mickey Mouse. Uh, He's also an artist in his own right. She will be appearing uh, for the meet-and-greet at Disney's Hollywood Studios on January 27th, and then at the Downtown Disney District on January 28th. If you plan on going to either of them, they do have a wristband distribution and product sales uh, uh, areas set up for this. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, apparently people are pretty excited about it if they need wristbands. Right. I'm just very far removed from this, I think. Well, you're not a Star Wars fan. I guess. Here comes another hard-hitting story. <laughs> the first layers of brown paint have been applied to the monorail side of the new DVC tower at the Polynesian. Oh, good. So it won't look so concrete Well, that's a plus, right? Right. So we mentioned last week, uh, actually, that Star Wars story was in Hollywood Studios news. It wasn't actually entertainment. Okay. Um, But uh, we are in entertainment news now. You know how I know that? Because it's talking about the Oscars. We're talking about the Oscars. That's right. We mentioned the other night that we would kind of give a recap on what Disney had going for them. Uh, I believe they have 23 nominations this year. Uh, 11 of them coming from the movie Poor Things, which is part of Searchlight Pictures, which is one of the Fox Studios. That one's uh, a stretch to be Disney, I feel like. Well, it's it's owned by Disney now. Yeah. Anything that's under Searchlight or 20th Century, uh, I did say Fox, but their 20th Century and Searchlight are now Disney. Um, so, as I mentioned, Poor Things got 11 nominations for Best Pictures, Best Director, Uh, Emma Stone was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Mark Ruffalo was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Do you know what Mark Ruffalo's hometown is? Derby, Connecticut. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Ah. That's right. Uh, Best Costume Design, Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Music, Original Score, Best Writing, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Best Production Design. Uh, The Creator, which was a 20th Century Studios film, 
uh, was nominated for Best Sound and Best Visual Effects. Uh, Bobby Wine, the People's President, was nominated for Best Documentary Film. That came from National Geographic Documentary Films. Elemental was nominated for... Best Animated Feature Film. As you would expect. Flamin' Hot, which was a story about Doritos. Oh, it's supposed to be pretty good. I wanted to watch that. Uh, received a nomination for Best Music, Original Song. That would be The Fire Inside. Guardians of the Galaxy received one nomination for Best Visual Effects. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny were, was nominated for Best Music, Original Score by John Williams. Uh, Searchlight Pictures, The Last Repair Shop, received one nomination for Best Documentary Short Film. And Nai Nai and Wai Po uh, received one nomination for Best Documentary Short Film, and that was from branded Disney branded television and Disney+. Plus. I think some of those are going up against, uh, against each other. They are. Now, one film that a lot of people felt was snubbed uh, and was in the animated short category, mm. was Once Upon a Studio, which celebrated 100 years of Disney animation. It was great. I think you can't celebrate... An- you wouldn't have animation if it wasn't for Disney. Right. And here they are. The f- company celebrates its 100th anniversary. They put out this great, heartfelt, six-minute short. Right. And it gets snubbed. It didn't even get nominated? It did not get nominated. Wow. Everybody thought that it would be a shoe-in to win the Oscar. Right. And here, it didn't even get nominated. Man. Now, as Cheryl likes to do each year, she likes to try to watch as many Oscar nominees. No, no, not as many. For Best Picture. Yeah, all. All. Yes. Well, last year you did all. I think the year before you got all except one or two. I think so. It's been getting better as the years go on. I've always wanted to do it, but they didn't used to not be able to see them. Right. You know, they were out of the theaters, and that was that. Uh, but now all the streaming services, you can find them somewhere. Even if you have to buy the movie at like $20, which isn't terrible, um, you can get it somewhere. Right. And we are going to see Poor Things this weekend. Yep. That should be a big, uh, big deal. And then you've got what? I think there's 11 nominees or 13 nominees for Best Picture this year. Yeah. I've only seen like two of them. So I saw you, the Barbie movie. You've got a lot of watching to do. I sure do. That wraps up news from Walt Disney World. So let's head on over to Universal. All right, the full performance schedule has been announced for the 2024 Rock the Universe at Universal Orlando. That's right, Rock the Universe is Florida's biggest Christian musical festival, and it returns to Universal Orlando Resort for two days. Oh, that's it? That's right. Most Disney festivals, 90 days. Right. Uh, Christian Music Festival, January 26th and January 27th. Very specific, though. It is. Um, they have, uh, let's see, on Friday, January 26th, Riley Clemmings, Blessing Offering, Elevation Rhythm, Lecrae, Cody Carnes, and We Are Kingdom. Those performances take place between the Hollywood stage and Music Plaza stage. Saturday the 27th, we have Hulvey, Brandon Lake, Andrew Ripp, Phil Wickham, Kane, and Casting Crowns. Uh, once again, those take place between the Hollywood stage and Music Plaza stage. Um, the Coca-Cola Fan Zone will feature live music by up-and-coming acts, and then they will have uh, a Sunday morning worship service, but unfortunately that's already full. I guess yeah. you had to uh, sign up ahead of time for right. that. that makes sense. So some artists will also have autograph sessions. Cool. The Cursed Coconut Club is returning for the 2024 Mardi Gras season at Universal Orlando. That's right. The themed venue is located on the City Walk and will be open to the public beginning on February 3rd. But if you are a Universal Orlando annual pass holder, you will get a preview. 
Uh, that preview has been announced, uh, and that will be on February 2nd. It will start at 5 p.m. and run until 1 a.m. There will be live entertainment and a DJ, and all Universal Orlando Pass holders are welcome to attend. You do not need to pre-register, just show up. Hopefully not all of them show up because uh, I don't know that they can actually accommodate all of them, but right. they're, they're, uh, they are all invited. Uh, the Cursed Coconut Club is a themed overlay for the Red Coconut Club, which is located on the upper level of City Walk. And in general Orlando Kissimmee news, uh, it has been announced that the AIC Hotel Group, which is associated with Nobu and other brands, has filed plans to bring a 44-acre, uh, four-hotel, 16-restaurant project to an area east of the Disney Springs area. Uh, this property is actually bordering the Marriott World Center. Um, it is uh, also has some area on the frontage, uh, north frontage on Interstate 4, uh, and then the Mar World Marriott Resort Golf Course. Uh, and then on the other side, it is uh, bordered by Starwood's Vistana Resort. Uh, there's going to be four hotels with a combined 1,900 rooms, 16 restaurants that can accommodate 2,600 diners, an entertainment venue that can accommodate 1,600 guests. They're also going to include 270 department, um, sorry, apartments designated as club membership units and a 26,000-square-foot spa. Ooh. Uh, the Nobu Hotel website says that their property will be 300 hotel rooms, which includes eight villas and a Nobu restaurant. Uh, so that is pretty cool. Uh, the property, which is 44 acres, used to be held by Great Wolf Resorts. You may know them as the uh, owners of the Great Wolf Lodge franchise, which is the indoor water park hotel chain. Right. Uh, so they've been holding onto that property for a while, and they finally let it go. Okay. So... Uh, that will be opening, I believe, in 2026. So we've, right. we've got some time. We'll be looking for it. All right. Uh, well, that's all the news for today. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We will be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye.